You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. I don't know, just something that ate just make me feel like, you know, a superhero for real. Hands off to Jacob, stutters to the right, bursts through the hole, 20, 25, 30, he's off to the races here in Seattle, nobody's going to catch him, 25, 20, 10, ball game, bye-bye Josh, 86 yards in overtime to walk it off for a second straight week, touchdown Raiders, victory Las Vegas. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Here we go with hour number three of the show. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call this thing Studio Q. Of course, it's being brought to you today by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. You can go check them out. Check out my guy Mordecai if you need any kind of jewelry. You need a necklace. You need a watch. You need a ring. You need it sized. You need it fitted. It's all good. Mordecai's got you. The Jewelers of Las Vegas has got you. They win award after award after award after award because they've been doing it for so long, and they do it at the highest level here in town. So if you want to get hooked up, you need to get hooked up. You want to get hooked up. The Jewelers of Las Vegas is going to do just that. They're going to hook you up. So, again, make sure you tell my man Mordecai that Q sent you. will tell you a lot more about them later on in the show. Coming up about 4.30, we'll have Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. We'll talk a little college football with him. He'll give you, we'll give him the lines, and he'll tell us where to lay, lay our money and how to put a little extra money in your pocket. That's coming up around 4.30. Uh, but we want to hear from you. We also have over-unders when it comes to the defense. We've talked about the offense already. We'll talk about the defense as well. But definitely want to hear from you before we head into this Labor Day weekend at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Final weekend before Raiders football. What's your overall gut feeling tell you about the season? And how do you occupy your last weekend before the season starts? This is Labor Day weekend. We got this text right here. Q and Ari, I'll spend as much time with the kids and wife. Oh, no, I already did that one. That was from El Paso Raider. Charlie in Montana said, uh, Q, Charlie in Montana, I always start the season thinking we're going to the Super Bowl. Realistically, I believe we can make the playoffs. I think we are 12-5 and five this season. As far as this weekend, the family and I will be at the Lake Barbecue and getting stocked up with Modelo's for the season. Let's go Raiders. That's from Charlie in Montana. I like it. 12-5. and five. Man, that'd be nice. Double up the win total. <laughs> That'd be real nice. Kind of what you heard at the top of the hour when Jason Horowitz said, touchdown Raiders, uh, a victory Raiders. Yeah, I'd like to hear him end the broadcast like that 12 times, 12 or 13 times this year. That would be awesome. But, uh, Charlie, thank you so much for that text. Enjoy your weekend, my man. Have some fun and get ready because uh, Raider football is full throttle starting next Sunday. So looking forward to that. Uh, also, if you're out and about driving around, please be safe. Uh, it's not really raining and pouring and all that too bad in Henderson right now, but it has really shifted to the Las Vegas Valley, really into the heart of Las Vegas. So if you're driving around, be safe out there. Be careful. Slow down a little something, something. Take care of the people around you because uh, the weather's pretty ugly, and there's a, you know, there's a reason why we keep getting these uh, flash flood warnings. Uh, my mom texted me during the commercial break. It was like, turn on Channel 5 real quick and check it out, and there was nothing but flooding going on in the Las Vegas Valley. So make sure you're, you're safe out there on the streets. That's the most important thing you could do. Make sure you get home. Don't not get home, right? <laughs> Raider football uh, can, can, can wait for you to get home, right? If you want to get a text into the show, you can wait till you get home. Don't don't rush it. Don't not, We're still here. We're going to still be here. You guys make sure you're safe out there on the road. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our good friend Bernard. Bernard, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q, always good to hear from you, man. You too, brother. 
Hey, um, real quick, um, this weekend, I'm not really doing too much. Me and the wife celebrated our anniversary last weekend, but the nice. day before the game start, I'm going to the, the Pittsburgh uh, Seafood Festival. So my wife wanted to go this year. I was like, as long as they don't, because, you know, it's Saturday and Sunday. I said, hey, as long as they ain't on Sunday, we, we all do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we going on Saturday. So that works out. That works out cool. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> and then look, look, looking at the Raiders schedule, man, the only team to me, I think that the Raiders, I wouldn't say they're scared of, but that that clearly has their number, is the Chiefs. <clears throat> Other than that, mm-hmm. the Broncos. Uh, I think last week a guy called in and said, "Oh, the Broncos got all these linebackers and all that." Well, they can't stop the Raiders. I mean, Josh Jacobs kills them. They can't mm-hmm. uh, handle Devontae, and the Raiders move the ball up and down the field. And one thing I, um, I forgot who was calling the game last week. One of the broadcasts I was looking. At, I think it's the tackle that plays for the for the Rams. He's retired now. And he made a comment, um he said the uh he said yards are for losers. And basically last year the Raiders they got all kinds of yards. Um Devontae was up there leading yards in the receiver. Wasn't the leader but he had a lot of yards Yeah, fifteen hundred. Jacobs yep. Yeah, right? He had touchdowns, Jacobs yards, but they couldn't score. You know, they didn't then score in the red zone. So I think they'll clean that up this year. And if they do that, I mean, the only team that we all know that that just has their number is Kansas City. But every other team on the schedule, um, the Raiders can beat. Yeah. And they just got to stop the mental mistakes and the, the physical mistakes on the field that they just make time and time again that we've seen last year. If they clean that up, you know, they can win an extra five or six games. And I to put them in that 11, you know, 10, 11, you know, game uh, win. And you never know because uh, – Real quick, uh, the Chargers, they're over, they're overrated. Yep. And facts. I think Miami, I think Miami as good as they are, I just something about them. I think they're they're going to fall off, and the Raiders are going to get one of those slots and be be in the mix in the last few weeks of the season. Man, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Hey, great call, man. Definitely appreciate you. It's good to hear from you. Uh, glad that you were able to celebrate that anniversary last weekend and have fun at that uh, at that fest on Saturday, <laughs> and not have to worry about not have to worry about missing no football on Sunday. But I like that. You know, the red zone is something that we talk about quite a bit. The red zone and defense. Red zone is much improved. Defense is much improved. This team can win a lot of games. But again, you said it. Red zone. And I've been harping on the defense for I don't know how long, for the longest. So thanks, Bernard, for that call. It's great to hear from you. Enjoy your weekend, my man. Let's go out to Sacktown. Let's go out to the 916. Mike, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, what up, Q? Uh, first off, I want to give a shout-out to my boy, Tavio. He lost his life this past Saturday. He was a huge uh, Raiders fan. His whole family was Niners fans, but, you know, he had a rep with that silver and black. That's right. So shout-out to him, man. Uh, also, uh, going out to Tahoe, Reno this weekend with my family, I might have to put a little wager on that over-under for us this season because, man, I, don't, I, I think we do a lot better than uh, six and a half wins, I think. it's. And also uh, put a wager on the game also because I think they have the Broncos favored by four points. So, yeah, they uh, do. Yep. That, that's money all day. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what Lee Sterling has to say also. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm more afraid of uh, than Stidham than uh, – then Russell Wilson, because, uh, you know, he knows the playbook of Josh McDaniels and all that stuff. So I'm not too worried about him. And uh, I think I could see us going 9 to 10 wins, you know, and uh, clinching a wild card spot. So that's what I think, man. Hey, sounds good, man. Good stuff, good stuff. Have fun in Reno, man. Go on, throw that money down, man. Six and a half wins is what they have. That's what the, the over-under is for the totals. Matter of fact, we got that coming up in just a little bit. And, uh, yeah, the, the Broncos are four-point favorites 
uh, on uh, in this game coming up against the Raiders. And uh, we have Lee Sterling, as you mentioned, we have him coming up around 4.30. We'll get into some NFL games with Lee next week, but we'll do college football with him this week. But good call, good call. Definitely appreciate you. And like I said, enjoy your weekend, the final weekend before football season gets underway. Let's get uh, Robert in Portland. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Robert? Hey, T.Y., I just went by Western Oregon University, the Wolves. Nice. An hour ago, heading over to the coast, went, went and put some bucks on the uh, Raiders plus four. Nice. I mean, you know, I love that bet. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is uh, – I'm excited. I, I just I, – I think Jimmy G uh, – he may not last the whole year, but I think they're going to win eight. I really do. Okay. What's your gut feeling? Thank, hey, thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Shout out Western Oregon. That's a, that's a school, a little cute right there. So he's representing out there in uh, Monmouth, Oregon. There you go. He's back at school now too, ready for his junior year. That's incredible. But uh, yeah, shout him out. Um, yeah, actually, I got the I got the win loss total. We got that coming up in just a few minutes uh, when when we go over the over unders for the defensive side of things. We'll close things out with the win loss. As I just got another emergency alert. So if you just got another emergency alert, that's why. Because <laughs> the flash floods, like I said, man, it's it's happening in a major way. Uh, like I said, my mom told me that uh you know it's flooding i checked out the tv and there's tons of flooding going on around the valley so if you just got that alert that's why uh it's the real deal but uh robert said eight eight wins that's that's cool i mean look it's better it's better than what they did last year right you want to see improvement like you would like to see them get nine ten close to 11 wins or whatever like that to be in the in the hunt at the end of the season eight wins aren't going to get them to the playoffs but you want to see improvement you really do and i think that this team is improved I really do. And, and the defense, again, the defense is going to be key and obviously red zone success, something that they haven't had uh, a ton of. They haven't had uh, a, the amount of success that they should have in the red zone, and they have too many weapons not to have a lot of success. So, Robert, thanks so much for that call. I definitely appreciate you. You can keep those uh, texts and those calls coming, 69187, keyword R&R, and 702-365-9200. Now my man Ari is going to take over the wheels of steel again. He's going to throw some music down for us. We're going to hit the Raiders over-unders as far as defense and also win total goes. And real quick, we'll go over what we did in offense just in case you're tuning in right now for the first time here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Jimmy Garoppolo, 3,000 passing yards, 19.5 passing touchdowns. I went with the over on that. Josh Jacobs, 1,185 yards, 10 TDs and 40 catches. I went with the over on that. Zamir White, 118 carries, 466 yards and 4 TDs, under. Devontae Adams, 97.3 catches, 1,244 yards, 11.9 touchdowns. I went with the over on that. Rookie Michael Mayer, the tight end, 44 receptions, 483 yards and 4 TDs. I went under on that one. And then Hunter Renfro, 69.5 catches, 684 yards, 5.5 touchdowns. I went with the over on that. Again, if you want to check out this article, it is in The Athletic right now. Vic Tafer and Tashawn Reed did a great job. It's called Raiders Over Unders, predicting stat lines for Josh Jacobs, Jimmy Garoppolo, and more. With that being said, Ari, go ahead and take it over, man. Give us the defense. Starting right at the top, Max Crosby, 9.4 sacks. That is his average across uh, four NFL seasons. He had 12 and a half sacks last season. I don't see him regressing. I just think that Max Crosby, and I know he has more help. That's the one key. He has more help, right? He's got Tyree Wilson there. He's got Chandler Jones. I think he's going to have a little bit more help from the interior. I still think for the Raiders to be a really good defense, you need Max to get 12 sacks, anywhere from 12 to 15 sacks. And I'm expecting this defense to take a step forward, so I'm going to go I'm going to go with the over. I'm expecting the over when it comes to Max Crosby and sacks. 9.4, no thank you. It's got to be it's got to be double digit sacks for Max. I'm going with anywhere from 12 to 15. 
I'm with you. Uh, Chandler Jones, 6.9 sacks. Uh, Jones has averaged .46 sacks per game over the last three seasons. If he were to play 15 games, uh, which he's played 15 games the last two seasons and at least 15 games in seven of the past eight seasons. So that would equate to 6.9 sacks. He had four and a half sacks as his first year with the silver and black. And we all know that wasn't a very successful season. I don't know. I don't know how Chandler Jones gets much better. Right? Like, I want to say that, oh, there's no doubt he's going to get more sacks than that. He's going to be around 10, double digits. I, I Until I see it, I, I can't believe uh, No, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under 6.9 sacks. That's just about seven sacks. I'm going to say he's going to end up anywhere between four and a half to five sacks. And, and, if he, and if he goes over, fine. I'm good with that. But I just don't know how he gets better, except for they do have more help. I don't know how he gets better this year. I hope he gets better this year, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet money on it. So I'm going to go with the under on that one. All right. This uh, would you bet money on Mr. Tyree Wilson, seven sacks. He had seven sacks in each of his final two seasons at Texas Tech. Oof. Recency bias. Let's go. Let's I have – okay, let's put it like this. I have the Raiders – what was my goal? 40 sacks and 20, 20 interceptions. Correct. So if I have – I'm just going to say 15 for max. I'll just give Chandler five. That's 20 right there. So I gotta find twenty more sacks. Somebody's gonna have to step up and and, and do. Tyree could have, he could have like four or five, in a limited amount. I mean, look, uh, Malcolm Coons' rookie year had what three, three and a half sacks in a very limited amount of, of of snaps. So he just came in at the right situation. I don't think Tyree gets seven sacks. I don't know where I'm coming up with all these sacks. Look, I mean, I, again, I said 40. I don't know who's going to get them all. I have 20 between Max and Chandler. Seven sacks. Oh, it's a tough one. It is. I'm going to say he's going to get five his rookie year. Mac, uh, Khalil Mack had four his rookie year. I'm going to go with five with Tyree Wilson, so I'm going to go under. So we're doing a little over-under here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Ari in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the studio, home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. Go ahead, Ari. Marcus Peters, feel me? Three interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> every time. Uh, three interceptions. Uh, Peters has had at least three interceptions every NFL season he's played except last season. Raiders, meanwhile, haven't had a player with three interceptions since Jeff Heath in 2020 and haven't had a cornerback with three interceptions since uh, Garyon Conley in 2018. Jeez, that's a tough name right there. Garyon Conley, I, I didn't even remember him getting three interceptions. That's how bad that was. That was a terrible first-round pick by Reggie McKenzie. Um, I got to give it to the OG, he, and those are his words, not mine. I'm going <laughs> to give it to the OG. I'm going to say he's going to get – he'll get three. Hell, I'm going to – I know I just said that Chandler Jones, I can't expect him to get more than he did last year, but Marcus Peters was coming off – you know, one year removed from the, the ACL tear. So I think he's a lot healthier this year. And I think there's going to be moments where Marcus Peters is going to shine, come up with a bunch of, uh, you know, plays, make a bunch of plays, and there's going to be times he gets burned. It's going to be one of those love-hate type relationships. But I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that Marcus Peters is going to get five picks. Remember, I got, I got 20 interceptions, <laughs> 40 sacks and 20 interceptions. Five of them are going to go to Mr. Peters. That's what I got. Five okay. for him. So, yeah, over. I like it. All right, the defense, uh, 15 forced turnovers. That is the Raiders' paltry average over the past five seasons, in which their best season was 2018, uh, when their 17 takeaways were 24th in the league. They were last in the league last season with 13 and have ranked between 30th and 32nd every season since 2019. 
Uh, there's 75 takeaways since 2018 are 10 less than the next lowest total, which was uh, Detroit Lions 85. Wow. No, I, I mean, this is easy for me. Over. Yeah. It's, it's got to it, be, It's right? got to be over. There's no options. It's got to be over. If their defense is going to be worth the salt, it's got to be over. Hell, I got them getting 20 interceptions. So they've got to be over 15 forced turnovers because it's going to be – that includes strip sacks. That that you know that's forced fumbles and fumble recoveries and all that. Yeah, I got there. It's got to be over. It, it has to be over for them to be successful. They can't have fifteen or seventeen. They've got to be at least twenty-five total. And this is total turnovers, not just interceptions. Twenty-five or thirty. They've got to be up there around that kind of a number to give themselves a real opportunity. So yeah, it's got to be over. Love it. All right, thirty total sacks. They well, were you know you know what I said already. <laughs> I know I'll it. stop you right there. I said forty. That's my target. I'm not saying they're going to get it, but, I mean, if I'm going to say that that's the target, 40 and 20, i got to stick with it. Uh, you're so, right. Just some context just to yeah, give this some validity here. The Raiders were 30th in the league last season with 27. They have averaged only 25.6 sacks per season over the past five seasons, the worst number in the league. So, yeah, see? I'm with you on that. Yeah, sure. it's got it's to be – that's why 40 has got to be the number. And that's not an extreme number, right? No. It's, just that, it's just that 27 is an extreme low number. So if you can come up with, you know, 13 more sacks, again, I, I already came up with 20, 25, right? Isn't that the number I got, 25? Yep. Between Crosby, Chandler Jones, and Tyree Wilson, I got 25 between those three. So I'm looking at guys like Devon Diablo. Not Devon Diablo. I'm looking at guys like, excuse me, uh, Malcolm Kuntz. I'm looking at guys that are playing in the interior, like a Bilal Nichols, maybe a Byron Young, whoever else is playing in, in, in the interior. They have ten defensive linemen, so they have a strong rotation. Yeah, those guys, those guys have got to step up and make some plays. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm going over obviously because I have forty as their uh, as the total that they need to target. Not saying they're going to get it, but that's my target. All right, now this one and quick math: you have nine overs total in the whole, both offense and defense. So I say that to say wins six and a half wins. That's BetMGM's latest Raiders win total. Okay. And the Athletics' Austin Mock projects it at seven and a half wins. Well, and this is going to Robert in Portland's uh, question that he asked when he called in. I'll say this. For the last, like, three years, outside of last year, the Raiders have gone over their win total every year. Every year they've gone over their win total. So I think that, as we've talked about it, expectations, gut feeling on the season, I think that eight, nine wins should be, should be doable. Maybe even ten. We've had people call in and text in 11, 12, 13. I don't want to get crazy extreme. But if they had six wins last season and their defense is better than it was, and I think that their offense will be more productive in the red zone, I'm going to say they're going to win anywhere between, I'll say anywhere between seven, which would obviously be under, seven and and ten wins. Seven and ten wins, I'll go over it because I think seven won't be the number. But I think that that's the the window where at one point I think I had them at like five to ten because I just had no idea what to expect. So I'm going to creep up the, the line a little bit. And go to seven. So since you know, since it's, so it's not confusing. I'll say, no six and a half is the number anyway. So yeah, seven well, to ten. The projection yeah. was seven and a half. So either way, I mean, okay, whichever yeah, so, you want to go against. Yep. No, no. There you go. I'm I'm going over, and I think that it needs to be over. So there you go. That's our uh, that's our over under. So Max Crosby nine point four sacks. I went over. Chandler Jones six point nine sacks. I went under. Tyree Wilson seven sacks. I went under. Marcus Peters three picks. I went over. Defense, 15 forced turnovers, over, 30 total sacks, over, and wins, six and a half, I went over. What says you? 
702-365-9200. Don'tbebroke.com, text line 69187, keyword R&R. Ari, fantastic job. Definitely appreciate that. we got Lee Sterling on the way around 430. We've got reason or excuse. we still got plenty to get to in a short amount of time, but we definitely want to hear from you. Let us know about it. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got a tweet from DFWs. Q, y'all keep talking about an improved offense and improved defense, but we haven't even played a game yet. Right? (laughs) I mean, I don't even know how to answer that. Like, yeah, I I realize that. That's why I asked for your gut feeling on what you think, just like I give you my gut feeling on what I think. That's all we can do. We don't have any games to base it off of right now. I mean, I could wait. I think that'd be boring to wait until, I don't know, the games start being played before I start telling you what I think the team's going to do. Or I could just trust my myself and trust what I've seen and trust what I've heard from players and coaches and just roll with that. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to roll with that. I mean, <laughs> I realize they haven't played a game yet. I get it. But from the talent that the team has brought in, from what I've seen in training camp, what we all got to see in preseason, it looks like and feels like this team is better. But to your point, they've got to go out there and do it on the field. I get that. I totally get that. But there's really nothing I could do except for talk about what I believe right now. Now, once September 11th comes, next next Monday, not, not Labor Day, but the Monday after that, after the Bronco game, then we could talk about what actually happened. And we will. But right now, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not one of those guys that shuts it down until, until uh, you know, the season's underway. Can't do that. <laughs> got, a, got a job to do, brother. <laughs> you know? So we got to talk about what we got to talk about. So I, I don't, you know, certain, certain uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't have anything else. <laughs> that's all I got. 702-365-9200. I do appreciate the tweet, but that's all I got. 69187, keyword R&R. Let's go out to the phone lines, talk to our guy, Lois Cali Raider. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on? How you doing, Q? Oh, I'm blessed, brother. How are you? Hey, I'm good. It's good. So one thing about this um, season, and I, I'm glad you're getting your show on ESPN um, game time, man, because, you know, we need some love right there on, on those broadcasting networks because they're predicting the Raiders to go four and only win four games out of the season is just disrespectful to me, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, one thing, I just got married, Q, you know what I mean? And um, so this Labor Weekend, like, and it's funny because as soon as I got married, my wife just came out with all these honeydews. <laughs> I got to do all this and that. Let me tell gotcha. You <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's, it's been raining all day here in the Imperial Valley, right? Yeah. And all day she's been heckling me about getting the water hose to water the front lawn. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? She's like, yeah, you got to do honey cue number 137. I'm like, damn, we just got married. Slow down. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Oh, hey, welcome to the life, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I'm just, I'm just really hoping we have a good season this year. You know what I mean? I mean, it's good that they're doubting us like that, just like they're doing Jimmy G. But I think we got big things coming. You know, our defense looks stacked. Our offense looks like it's running a little bit smoother. I'm glad we got a backup quarterback that looks comfortable with what he's doing in the pocket. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm feeling really good about this season, man. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Hey, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Lois Cali Raider there. I'll tell you this, man. One time, no joke, one time, and this was early on in the game. Early on, after me and the wife got married, right, I don't know what 
what year it was. I don't know what, you know, what week it was. What I don't know what it was, but we were still in Texas. The Raiders were literally about to play in 30 minutes. 30 minutes they were about to kick off. And all of a sudden she decided that she wanted me to hang some lights on the front porch. Right? Not the house, just the front porch. And so she said something to me, and I just kind of ignored it because I'm like, she can't be talking about right now because it's the football season. And the Raider game is about to come on, and we all know that it's, it's serious. So I ignored it for about 10 minutes. And then she said again, so are you going to hang those lights for me? And I was like, oh, you're serious? <laughs> like, I, and no joke. I wasn't trying to be a smartass. I was like, oh, like you're serious about this. I was like, no, the game's on in like 10 minutes. Like, what are we doing here? And she was like, it doesn't take that long. It's just the porch. And to her credit, the porch wasn't very big. I probably could have knocked it out. But, man, I was like, no, it's the, like literally the game's coming on. And then she had that look of disappointment. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, fine. fine. Come on, hurry up. Let's go. What do you want? And so then I had an attitude, right? Then I was like, I, you know how when you don't want to do something, you just you make it very obvious that you don't want to do it? Yeah, that's what I did. And that wasn't fair to her, but it was, it was a Raider game day. So – I did that. I did a terrible job. <laughs> I don't even think I finished it uh, because, you know, whatever. I was so irritated. And she said, yeah, I'm not going to ever ask you to do something like that again on game day. I don't, I don't know. And she even said, she's like, I don't even know what I was, I was thinking when I, when I asked you that, but I'll never ask you to do something like that on game day again. And she hasn't. <laughs> she rarely asked me to do anything. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to not do 100%. No, that was, it was definitely not. I mean, you know, it was definitely not fair. I probably should have done it. I could have knocked it out pretty easy. But at the same time, I was all getting my, my mind right. I was getting my head right. I was, you know, I was getting all focused in on the game. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, go do this. So when Lois Cali Raiders said that it's been raining all day, and then the wife is like, hey, could you go out and, 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 and water the lawn? It's almost like she's, she's trying to goof on them. Like, she's trying to prank him. You know, she's, she's like, oh, let's see. Let me get this candid camera out here. So, yeah, I did that. I did that, too. But, yeah, man, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the party, homeboy. <laughs> if you think watering the lawn in the rain is, is the worst you're going to get, oh, no. Oh, no. There's going to be plenty more where that came from. She's got a whole list. She had that list already made. You didn't know. The minute you said I do, she was like, ha-ha. <laughs> you do. You do, huh? Sign right here. You're you doing all do this. have a lot of tours on the way. That's what you do. <laughs> Uh, but congratulations, man. Congratulations. That's going to be cool. <laughs> He's anyway, like, thanks, It's going to be great. <laughs> right, right. Everything's going to be fine. Look, we're going on year 11, right? So we're good, right? It's all good. Just It just gets a little bumpy during during football season. It's, it's kind of like the Raiders season. Like, if you win the first game, you know, things that looks good. But That's if you right. lose, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if it's off start, to a bad start. Yeah, man, you want to stack even small victories, me. man. You want to start sma- stacking some small victories. You don't want to you – you start taking some L's, man, all of a sudden – it's a problem, Take so you don't want that. Uh, let's see. You got a couple more texts real quick. Mailman Raider said, Q, if the over-under for Max was set at 16 and a half, I'd still smash that over button. Got to bet with one of the homies that Max gets more sacks than Nick Bosa this year. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Oh, there you go, 16 and a half. I would love to see Max get a number like that, right? Be up there around the you know, 16, 17, 18, where the TJ Watts are usually at, the Miles Garretts are usually at, the Bosas, you know, guys like that. I'd love to see him get at, at, around that level. I'm intrigued by how they use him. I feel like he's going to be used a little bit differently than what he was, you know, what he's been used as his whole career. I think they're going to move him around the line quite a bit. I think you're going to see some more of that wide nine uh, approach, you know, for Tyree and Max and Chan. I, th- I just think they're going to get a little bit more creative on that defensive line 
with the way that they attack the quarterbacks. That's going to be something to be intrigued by. Uh, Vegas Pete said, after we punch Denver and Buffalo and Pittsburgh in the mouth, people will wake up um, to the, the their – well, will wake up their – I don't know. Wait, what? Uh, the Mighty Raiders? Is that what – Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what he meant to say. <laughs> You're seeing it too, so it's yes. not just me. Okay, yeah. I'm not as crazy as I thought I was. All right, so basically – The next sentence. After yeah. we punch Denver and Buffalo and Pittsburgh in the mouth, we'll wake up to the Mighty Raiders. Let's just say that. This weekend, I'll be soaking beans and rice for next Sunday. <laughs> nice. That's a shot at the wife. She, the wife is catching strays today. <laughs> she always is making uh, rice and beans. That is so funny. Like, that's our Thanksgiving. That's like all our, what do you want to have for dinner? And to my, to her credit, I never have an answer. I'm like, I don't know. So she's like, all right, rice and beans. So there you go. I think it was Vegas Pete who hit us up on Thanksgiving and was like, Hugh, what do you have for Thanksgiving? Rice and beans. And literally the wife was here. I was doing the show from, from home. And the wife was here. She had just walked in from work, and I said that. She heard me read that text, and she was like, I like rice and beans. I was like, oh, wife's home. <laughs> so there's that. 4.33 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll get to Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. We'll do that next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas-area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. It's time to take a look at the lines that can help win you some money with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. Brought to you by Joe's Stone Crab, located inside the Caesars Forum Shops, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And Lee Sterling does join us now here on the phone lines from ParamountSports.com on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. And Lee, it's been a minute, but it seems like it hasn't been too long. College football's back. We saw a couple games last night. Uh, what do you think, man? College football's back. How exciting is it? I couldn't take soccer anymore this summer. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited about Messi. That was excitement for a couple of days, but yeah. I can watch, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes of soccer. I just can't watch a whole soccer game. Just can't do it unless I'm there. So I love college football. It's my bread and butter that in the NFL and thank you know what, it's back, right. and it's going to be better than ever. It's going to be a great season. It really is, man. I'm excited by it. And, uh, you know, we saw Florida and Utah, and Utah waxed Florida on Thursday night. And then we saw Nebraska and Minnesota go down to the wire, and uh, Nebraska found a way to Nebraska it up, right? I guess they were calling it frosting. And Matt Rule, in his first game with Nebraska, uh, he frosted it up. They, uh, they, they lost that at the end. But uh, what would you think of those two games? What stood out to you from those two games? Yeah, so <laughs> – I, I thought that Matt Rule is going to turn around, just pick the wrong quarterback in Florida. They have some major problems, huge problems. Uh, they just don't have a quarterback. I mean, their offensive line is awful. I love the young receivers, but defense isn't real talented. He has some recruits coming in the next two years, but he's going to have to at least be respectable. Or they're going to run him off. These these colleges are not – used to be you, you got four or five years. Now mm-hmm. – 
two to three years. Yeah, at max, right? Two to three years max. We're in a microwave society, so everything's got to be success, and it's got to be success immediately. So that was a couple games that uh, we saw in action on Thursday. There's some games in action tonight and, of course, over the course of the weekend. Very excited about that. Again, Lee Sterling is our guest from ParamountSports.com here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Let's go ahead and get into a game. How about this one, Lee? Ohio State versus Indiana. Ohio State is minus 29. That's a whole lot of points against Indiana. Let me know. Break this one down for me. Yeah, so I I think Ohio State is loaded. If they can get any kind of decent quarterback play from Kyle McCord, they're going to be scary good. The key is you can't be like Spencer Rattler was at Oklahoma. You can't try to force things. I think he's got the best stable of running backs, the best wide receivers in the country. Just distribute the ball. Be consistent. Uh, you know, don't try to do too much. Don't try to fit the ball into tight windows. Too many guys are going to be open. Hit the open man. Take the five, ten yard completion. Let them run for an extra ten, twenty yards instead of trying to always hit the home run. It'll be there. Be patient here. Also, Ohio State's defensive line had thirty-four sacks this year. Might they? They might have forty-five, fifty. Mm. And also, Indiana as a program, they were six and two straight up in two thousand twenty. Since then, Michael Penix left. Everyone else with any talent has left the program. They got waxed last year by Ohio State 56-14 when Ohio State put up 662 yards. I think they're going to do it again here. Romper room special, Ohio <laughs> State 60-10. to 10. Wow, man, that's a big-time game right there. And that's a way to get into the season, right? Here you go. <laughs> yep. Right out the gates. Let's wax a team. Starting by, you talk about maybe some Heisman hopefuls. Or, yeah stable running backs for Ohio State or Marvin Harrison and uh, maybe some talk about maybe are they number the number one team. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, that'll that'll settle their young quarterback down uh, going out yep. there and having a big time performance like that versus Indiana. And I'll say this, when it comes to the Big Ten in general, oh man, I think this uh, between Ohio State and Michigan, because Michigan looks like they're going to be loaded this year. I know Jim Harbaugh is suspended right now, but uh, yeah, I think they're going to be loaded this year. So Ohio you State, and I Michigan. could coach the team against <laughs> East Carolina. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then they got UNLV, and I know that they're going to be a little bit better under Coach Oda them, but they're not going to be beat Michigan better, so there's that. But uh, yeah, Ohio State minus 29 right there versus Indiana. Uh, Lee Sterling is rolling with Ohio State uh, minus 29. Again, this is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Lee Sterling's our guest from ParamountSports.com. Let's jump into this one. How about Clemson versus Duke? I heard a lot of good things about Clemson. I said, watch out for Clemson. That's what they're telling me. Clemson minus 12 versus Duke. Lee, how you seeing this one? Yeah, you know, they might be underrated, Clemson. I can't say that too too often about them, but they lost the bowl game to Tennessee. And, you know, Cade Klubinick, I think he's going to be one of the top five quarterbacks in college football. He can really spin that ball here. And I love the addition of Garrett Riley. I think he's a huge addition. You know, they lost both their coordinators, went on to become head coaches, and now Dabo's refilling those positions here. And Duke has one big weakness cornerback they got to replace all three starting cornerbacks here and clemson can develop receivers here duke's not going to be plus 16 in turnover ratio like last year they played nobody here this year they duke has to play clemson and florida state here i don't normally lay double digit points on the road here but i think it's the right side here clemson will have more fans than duke at the game clemson here 
34-13. There it is right there. And I'll tell you, man, a lot of people told me, watch out for Clemson, even talking about a, a college football playoff team in Clemson. So uh, I've got my eye. You know, I, I don't want to doubt Dabble Sweeney at all, especially after I hit some really good uh, uh, insight from uh, folks that cover college football like a glove saying, Q, do not sleep on Clemson. So there you go. Clemson minus 12 versus Duke week one action in college football. All right, Lee, we're going to close things out. This one's a really good game. This is a primetime style game for – well, certain reasons. How about this with TCU? They play in the national championship game, and they're going up against prime time. Going up against Colorado. TCU is minus 20 and a half versus Colorado. How are you seeing this one shake out? Yeah, I think Colorado is going to pay the price here for just totally <laughs> flipping the roster. I mean, you can bring in 30, 35, 40 guys. You can't bring in 60, 65 players. Right. Just too much. He did have a couple decent players, but he ran everyone off. He told me he wanted to start with a clean slate here. Brings along his son to play quarterback. I mean, he's okay. But, you know, these these kids, that all these kids he brought along, they were playing in a lower-level conference, the FCS level. So now they got to play big boy football here. TCU, I know everyone's like, oh, they lost their quarterback. But the kid that was a starter to start the year, Chandler Morris, he got hurt in the first game. Yeah. I mean, he is more talented than what they had here with, with Duggan. So I, I like Trey Sanders, who they bring over from Alabama. I think he's a top-flight running back. Two receivers they brought over from Oklahoma State, John Paul Richardson, JoJo Earl from Alabama. Uh, I think this is a really good team here still, and they'll go to a more 3-3-5 scheme on defense. I think they're going to lay one on here, Coach Prime. Coach Prime is going to wish he was back at Jackson State here. <laughs> TCU 48-10. There it is right there. I'll tell you what, the one thing that will happen in this game is there will be a lot of eyeballs on it just out of curiosity, right? There will be yeah. a lot of eyeballs wanting to see what Coach Prime could do there at Colorado. And if nothing else, that's what they want immediately. They want to get the attention, so they're getting the attention, but they've got to turn it around. And like you said, they brought over a lot, or he brought over a lot of players that are going to get introduced to big boy football quick, fast, and in a hurry. So TCU, the Horn Frogs, minus 20 and a half versus Coach Prime time and Colorado. All right, Lee, great stuff, man. Really fun getting ready to talk about some college football again. And of course, we got NFL. We'll do this each and every Friday here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Anyone wants to reach out to you, get some more information from you, what do they need to do? Huge weekend. We've got football. I mean, full flight here. We've got a game tonight. We've got Four or five tomorrow. We're already three and zero to start the year in college football. So all that work seems like I'm seeing some of the right things. And we've won 28 out of the 29 years. Check out the new website. Celebrating this weekend our 30th year in business. ParamountSports.com. You want to see some videos of some other big college games? Those videos are up and available. All about two minutes long. And uh, love to have you come aboard. Don't wait until like uh, late October, November. You know, tell me you're in a hole. I'd love to help you now build the bankroll a month through Monday, October 2nd. That's five weeks of action, just 397 or the entire season, just $1,197. It works out to less than $50 a week. One place. ParamountSports.com. There it is right there. And like Lee, like I said, man, excited to be able to go through this journey again throughout the course of the college football season and the NFL season. Each and every Friday, we'll have you back to, uh, you know, set the weekend off right, right? Get everyone prepared for the weekend right. and put a little bit of extra money in their pocket. Well, my man, enjoy week one, official week one of college football. Uh, we'll be back next Friday here. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Definitely appreciate you. You too, Q. Have a great and a safe weekend.
You do the same, my man. Definitely appreciate you. Again, Lee Sterling right there at ParamountSports.com on Twitter at Paramount Sports. And with us here every single Friday throughout the football season, just about 4.30, he'll be on with us. So uh, there you go. Great stuff from Lee Sterling. Coming back, we'll close things out. Reason or excuse, my man Ari takes over the wheels of steel, and he may give us the national day of the week if it's worth the salt or day of the year or whatever it is. We'll do it next here as we close things out. Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. It's time for Reason or excuse on unnecessary roughness. Real quick before we do that, we'll hit a caller. Sage Raider is up. What's going on? What's up, dude? Sage Raider. What's up, man? Q, Q, I just wanted to give you a shout out for, I was listening to the morning tailgate this morning when you called in. That was a great story, man, on how you got into radio. So I thank you for sharing. I love a great story. That was great radio. And uh, gave us a little background on how you got started, man. You know, I'm calling you out here in Connecticut, but, I'm, you know, I'm from the town. You remember I called you not long ago, told you um, that you were Cadillac, man. So I had a Cadillac story for you. And uh, I haven't forgot about that, but I know you sold Kirby vacuums too, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Cadillac of vacuums. So, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, so this is a tease. I got a story I'm going to call during the pa- uh, Patriot Week. This is Cadillac meets Kirby Vacuum meets Tuck Rule. That's a tease for Patriot Week, and uh, it's going to be uh, with Saves Raider on Raider Nation Radio. That's all I got for you now, man. Keep doing what you're doing. God bless you. I applaud your success. Thank you, my man. Thank you, my man. Sage Raider right there. Great stuff. That was a hell of a tease. Ari, I got to – on the fly, we got to do this. I got to ask you this question uh, real quick because we only have about 10 minutes of the show. I definitely want to get to reason or excuse, but I also know that I wanted I, – I teased yesterday that we were going to talk about why the show is coming to you live from Bristol next week. Uh, so I don't know. Do, do we – which? what do you want me to do? Oh, yeah, go for it. All right, so real quick, uh, I, I've accepted the, the full-time job at ESPN to do the night show on ESPN National, right? So it's, it's going to be called Game Night from 7 to p.m., 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific time. So next week I'll be in Bristol from Monday, Labor Day, all the way through Friday morning. Then I'll be back in town on Friday morning, be at Buffalo Wild Wings. Matter of fact, at South Outlet, 7430 Las Vegas Boulevard. I'll be there for unnecessary roughness. But this show doesn't change. Nothing changes. But, uh, yeah, just that, you know, they gave me an opportunity to do the the, the show. Uh, They liked what I was able to do, and uh, they offered me the full-time gig. So I'm going to do that and this show. It's really like a dream come true. It's pretty amazing uh, just because I've always grown up listening to ESPN, watching ESPN, and it's like now I'm part of the the group of ESPN, which is incredible. So uh, going out to the mothership, I'm going to take a bazillion pictures. So if you follow me on Twitter, at your boy Q254, I'll tweet out a ton of pictures. I've never been to the ESPN campus, but I'll be there on Monday. So uh, that's pretty pretty exciting. Uh, but that's that's really that's really all of it. I know the news has been kind of floating around social media quite a bit for the last couple of weeks, but I just wanted to make it official and make sure that there was no questions. Like, no, this show's not changing at all. Uh, I wouldn't even do that that uh, that job if I had to leave this one because this is this is where home's at. Uh, I love being here in Vegas. I love the opportunity I have with Lotus Broadcasting. And uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not going anywhere. But I'm just expanding my horizons a little bit and uh, bringing a little West Coast flavor to ESPN National. That's really a lot of East Coast stuff. So uh, yeah, when, when when you say that nobody national talks about the silver and black, that's going to change quick, fast, and in a hurry. So look forward to that. So that's all I got. So what you got, uh, Ari? Well deserved too. So I'm, I wanted you to get that, and that is that Appreciate is needed it. to be heard. Yes. Appreciate it. All right. So 
This is a good one. Five years ago, this is from Twitter, and okay. you're going to guess who it is, obviously, but uh, someone tweeted, a reporter that we all love, five years ago today, Raiders traded Khalil Mack to the Bears. Josh the Bow. Ah, you got it. Uh, <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yes, since that trade, Raiders rank last in NFL sacks, 128, and takeaways, 75. They have generated 30% fewer takeaways per game than they did in four seasons with Mack, 14% fewer sacks per game. A gentleman on Twitter responded, that's because Jack Del Rio was defensive-minded head coach. Since then, it's been all offensive-minded head coaches, but nobody can touch Max Crosby's QB pressure rate. Mac don't even come close. Reason or excuse? I mean, th- that that's re- real about Max Crosby and, the, and, and what he's been doing as far as the pressure rate. But the one thing that I'll say is that Khalil got home, and he got home early and often, and he created turnovers, right? A lot of strip sacks and all that, and, you know, interceptions, taken back for touchdowns, like particularly against Cam Newton and the Panthers at the Coliseum. I mean, look, there's many reasons why they, you know, haven't been as successful defensively in creating turnovers and sacks and all that stuff since Mack has been there. And that's really because they haven't had a dude that was, was Khalil Mack. And Max Crosby's been the best and the closest thing to him. The only thing is he had nobody to learn from. Like, Khalil Mack had Justin Tuck to, to – and, look, Justin Tuck was at the end of his career, but he also still had the had enough skin in the game to be able to teach him how to be a pro. Max had to learn on the fly, and he'll tell you that. So he's been doing the very best he can. I think that that all changes. That's why when we did the over-under, I think that everything changes because now Max is the alpha dog. He's the leader. Chandler Jones is there. Tyree Wilson is going to be like a young Max Crosby and learn from them. So that's why I think everything's going to change as far as the defense goes. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of reasons there <laughs> for, for the Raiders' uh, failure. But I do think that there's a, a good, valid point with all the coaches that have been offensive-minded coaches as well. So that's always going to be the priority. So, you know, there's there's a little bit of, I guess, truth and some excuses in there, but a lot of reason. In typical Josh fashion, here's a quick stats. Uh, year one, Mac 6.6, Crosby 6.4. Year two, Mac 9.1, Crosby 5.5. Year three, 10.7, a Crosby's 10. And year four, 8.8, to Crosby 7.8. So. Right, but stats aren't year, everything. One, year one, Max had 10 sacks, Khalil Mack had four. Right, so I mean, nah, you, you can how look convenient at it. that one didn't make the. Uh... Yeah, you can, you can. <laughs> I mean, look, like I said, pressure is great, but sacks are better, and so you know, there the year that Khalil Mack won uh, rookie or not rookie of the year, but defensive player of the year, he had what twelve and a half sacks. Another year, he had fifteen. So that's and that's why Max has got to continue to get double digit sacks and then some. And I know he's going to push himself to do that as well. You got one more? Go ahead. Yeah, Bucks wide. We hit this earlier. Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans has set a one a week one deadline to receive a new contract from the team. Representation says he wants to uh, play elsewhere in 2024 if no deal is reached. Uh, basically, and they're talking about the uh, want to win a Super Bowl. They've informed the organization about the, uh, the discussions. So the Bucks are rebuilding. They don't want to take on his $13 million contract the right, last year of it. Yeah. He's 30. He's injury prone. And the Bucks are not going to get a Super Bowl anytime soon. So all of that no, he's already got one. excuse. Yeah, he's already got one. I think that that's a, I think that's a reason to not, to not re-sign him. You know? But at the same time, if that's, if that's what you're going to do, then you need to trade him. Yeah, you I need to trade him and try to get something for him instead of just letting him walk in free agency. For both that, sides, it's safe. That yeah. doesn't do any, yeah, that doesn't do any good. I think that if Tampa Bay is serious about trying to rebuild, I don't even know if Todd Bowles is a guy that you can you can rebuild with. I think that this could easily be Todd Bowles last year there in Tampa Bay. So I think that they're in what you would call a, somewhat of a pickle. <laughs> they're in a little bit of a pickle there. They, they have a little bit of a situation. I'm not too sure how it's going to get resolved. So – 
Um, yeah, I think that there's plenty of reasons not to have Mike Evans back at Tampa Bay, but they should trade him so they get some assets in return as opposed to letting him walk in free agency. That's going to do it for today's show. It's going to do it for the week. Raider Nation, have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy your Labor Day, and we'll come to you on Tuesday live from Bristol, Connecticut, ESPN's home, the mothership. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.